Watching movies can take a while And they often go out of style But there's Megan and Ben To tell you what to watch with a smile So I married, I married a cinephile And we're rolling! Hi guys, I'm Ben Farmer and I'm a cinephile. I'm Megan Carver and I'm a cine newbie. We watch all kinds of movies, new and old. And we let you know if you should watch them too. Welcome back to a brand new season of So I Married a Cinephile. Season five. Season five. Coming alive. Can you believe it? Do the hand jive. Like we should be dead by now, by like statistically. (laughs) Wait, what? We shouldn't have survived past season four. Oh, you mean the podcast? You know, oh. Not yeah, me as sure, individuals. I'm like, is this like well, and COVID is final scary. destination? Like what final destination? <laughs> the for fact podcasts? that we're here is a miracle. Every That's day. All I'm saying. Every day. Every day. What folks. was it you said the other day? You're like Every day we are just a whisper away from death. I so, mean, and it's like that's horrifying. Let's be honest. That's scary, but it's true. Eat a bag of peanuts, you know, you're rolling the dice. I'm get, just saying. Get the donuts while you can, folks. <laughs> exactly. Get them. Baked make- goods are hot. Maple bars are $6.99 a dozen down the street. <laughs> are they really? Yes, they oh are. Oh my God. I At any care. rate, we're as per usual getting all over the place like gerbils trying to <laughs> do a puzzle. It's trying to corral gerbils doing a puzzle. That's then, what this podcast is. So there's a lot of new stuff with season five. A lot going on. And uh, I would love to just talk a little bit more about how you're doing, thinking about this season. Like, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are how excited I am about all of the guests we have lined up, the movies we're going to watch. We're thinking outside the box. We stay in the 80s for like three of them, but then we're, we get kind of musical heavy, but then we're also getting back into rom-coms. Like we're all over the place. Yeah, we but are in all the, over the place. In the best way. But Truly. again, I think what I'm most excited about is number one, our guests. We have such a great lineup of people so coming on the pod. So many guests. And secondly, I don't know about you, but I'm excited about our producer. I know. Hey, I, you know, I heard her sing in my head. I want to be a producer. And I was like, Molly, (laughs) Molly McCarthy, would you be our producer? And she said, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we would love to introduce for the first time our amazing producer, Molly McCarthy. Hi, hello. I'm not a host, but I'm here too. (laughs) It's going to be my catchphrase for this season. Um, I'm excited to be here. It has been a long time since I got to work with Megan, um, but Mm -hmm. we went to college together. We lived together. Mm -hmm. uh, We've done theater together. Mm -hmm. And uh, the pandemic shut all of that cool stuff that we used to do down. And she said, hey, Molly, come help us produce season five. And I went, hell yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So I'm excited to be here. I also have seen no movies, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm a sucker for the behind the scenes stuff. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of the flavor I'm going to hopefully be able to impart and bring to this podcast to just kind of like rejuge season five a little bit. There's a lot of new stuff. Insider info. Even if you haven't seen the movie, you could be like, did you know? Like, even if you haven't seen the movie, you've got all this information from watching all the behind the scenes stuff. Yes. I have been known to watch like docu-series or like the makings of, Mm. of movies and then being like, okay, I'll watch it. <laughs> um, after the fact. So then after it's the like fact. all these different things that you watch, you're like, yeah, I'm not going to watch it, but I still have all this information about the movie. <laughs> yeah. I just, I like to, you know, I like to learn how things are done. And I come from this, I'm a stage manager. So you have to know how everything is done behind the scenes as a stage right. manager, I feel like. So I'm just constantly adding to my arsenal. And I just like to know random trivia. Hopefully. Yeah. Someday I'll like win a million dollars for the most random things I've ever. I would so love <laughs> that. That's what I'm banking on. I just have like the plethora of IMDb knowledge in my head. So it makes for good party conversation. Right. But other than that. You're just waiting for like IMDb Jeopardy to become exactly. a thing. And then you're like, get me in that room. Get me in the room. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I feel I, like I'm a I'm a combination of Megan and Ben and that I haven't seen anything, but I still know everything about it. Right. <laughs> exactly I love right. it. So that's exactly right. It's a great way to describe it. Well, we're so lucky I'm here. to have you. So yeah. thanks for being here and for keeping us focused and on point and on, on task. Point. So and uh I would have to say too, along with being excited about Molly, 
I'm also excited about all of our Patreon stuff, mm-hmm. which dear listeners, if you were not aware, uh, although I would be surprised if you weren't aware because I put it all over our social media, Shocking. we have a Patreon account. So what is Patreon? Patreon is basically a place, basically, it's I feel like that's my first basically of this there's season. One. I'm bringing it in hot on the first episode. I'm just going to get a piece of chalk and just start marking the wall every time you say it. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, the wall will be black. <laughs> In a couple of months, if that (laughs) essentially fancy word for basically what it is, it's an opportunity for you to be able to support us as we make this podcast a reality. So that means that you pay like a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five dollars, twenty dollars. What? There's lots of options in order to get bonus content. By doing that, you then support us and all the amazing people like Molly, James Sheringhausen, Tom McGovern, Kayla Klimavads. You support all of them who help make our podcast a reality. Correct. Um, Especially nowadays with everything going on in the pandemic, it's more important than ever to support artists. There are a lot of artists involved in our show. Specifically, we try to work with uh, people that are of minorities, women, LGBTQAI+, et cetera. So know that you're supporting a really good podcast because we're really good people and the most humble people you will ever meet in your life. It's true. So go to patreon.com backslash Simac podcast to get early access, bonus content. You can also watch us. Hey, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you're seeing me do this. And Rocket's here too. You're seeing me do this. Yeah, I- I want there to be like a bonus question at the end where it's like, how many times did Megan give wa- Rocket water? <laughs> how many times did podcast? you give Rocket drink water? Yeah. Podcast? So, uh, so yeah, that's the, the two big exciting things about season five. Lots and going on. Lots going on. Our structure has changed a little bit as well, which we'll get into, which we'll hear and you'll experience firsthand in real time. Mm-hmm. But man, I'm excited about today's movie because we hop back into the realm of rom-com. Which and we I, haven't done in I a while. I think the only rom-com we've done was When Harry Met Sally. When Harry Met Sally. I feel like we did another Maybe there's one another one lost in there. Somewhere but in like season one or you two. You and far between. Hard to believe we're in season five. That's bonkers. That That's truly bonkers. Wow. At any rate, speaking of things being bonkers and maybe a bit excessive or over the top that's perfect or crazy we We watched crazy Crazy rich Rich asians Asians. i feel like punctuation is everything when you say the title as a copywriter i am furious about this because there needs to be a comma does there because they're well it's saying they're crazy rich or a hyphen there needs to be a hyphen not crazy and also rich it's just they're crazy Crazy dash rich it's like the, That's what the tagline of KFC, like if they put a comma in there, it would be, we do chicken, right? <laughs> so punctuation is important. There yeah. also would be a question mark after that. <laughs> right? 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 I mean, they do. Also. Right. Someone from New York Correct. is calling me right now. It's not uh, I. It's not. And it's probably someone about. Do you have health insurance? Do you? Oh, that's right. I get these weird health insurance. Yes. And answer your question, you watchers, ha- listeners. Oh, I thought you were going to say, yes, I have health insurance. <laughs> I mean, we do have health we insurance. We do have health insurance. Is what I'm saying. I don't want people listening or watching this thinking like, oh my God, does Ben have health insurance? I have health insurance. All right. We're cool. Congratulations. Uh, pl- <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm Such super, an accomplishment. super blessed. Uh, At any rate. <laughs> the plot breakdown for Crazy Ridge Asians, a 2018 movie per IMDb. This contemporary romantic comedy based on a global bestseller follows native New Yorker Rachel Chu to Singapore to meet her boyfriend's family. I mean. That is super that's like the most broad basic stroke. Of- basic like they get really long all the that other... is a pumpkin spice latte basic bitch here's another okay down. let's go with this one rachel chu was accompanying her boyfriend to his best friend's wedding in singapore while in singapore she visits her friend and discovers that nick comes from the well one of the wealthiest families in singapore i mean technically yes that's accurate but that doesn't the time frame is incorrect in that it's like she discovers it before they get there oh right at any Which rate, doesn't happen. Anyway, Let's she gets hear more. Yeah. Well, what I was gonna say is, I think Megan has a real opinion on how this plot goes, and I want to give her sixty seconds. That's oh, right. No. Welcome to our oh, new segment no. called Plot in Sixty Seconds. This is something we would usually reserve oh. for our guests, kind of a uh, <laughs> throw you in the deep end challenge. But oh, since it's no. just us today, 
That's a great idea, Molly. Oh, Molly. Didn't she com- you complained about it just enough. Just enough. You see, bitch. I'm so yeah, glad I helped. No, back. you're right. OK, so all right. Megan, our inaugural plot in 60 seconds, you have 60 seconds to break down the plot of Crazy Rich Asians. And I'm timing. So just whenever you want to go. Okay, so there's this nice uh, couple, um, they're Asians, and they're in a cafe, and he's talking about, hey, my friend in Singapore is getting married, do you want to come with me and meet my family? She's like, well, we've been dating for a year and a half, I guess, and then these people who are also Asian people spot him and take pictures of him and send it across the internet and be like, holy fuck, who's this bitch? And then they get on an airplane, she's like, wait, you're rich? He's like, yeah, I'm rich, but it's not me. So then they get to Singapore, and she meets her college friend again. And she's hilarious. And she's like, your boyfriend is insanely rich, like crazy rich. Then basically all the Asian ladies are really, really mean to her and say that she needs to eat dead fish in a bed. And she says, forget it. I'm going to leave because Asian mom is really mad at me all the time. So she plays Mahjong and says, fuck you. I'm an amazing, smart woman. And mom says, okay, fine. Here's the ring. And y'all live happily ever after. <laughs> that well, is not accurate. Well done. <laughs> it wasn't it wrong. Wasn't it wrong, wasn't not accurate. But it also wasn't. It also correct. wasn't correct. Completely. That's I think that's a great way of putting it. I applaud it. you. Our first plot in 60 seconds. Welcome to season five. Welcome to season five. So this film is sweaty. I know I am. I'm I'm a little anxious. Do we need to take a little anxious? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this film was directed by John M. Chu. Now I looked up John's filmography here. He not only directed Crazy Rich Asians, but he directed the sequel to Now You See Me. He directed a little movie called Gem and the Holograms, which was a massive, massive flop. Such a missed opportunity. He he directed the sequel to the G.I. Joe series, G.I. Joe Retaliation. He also directed two of the Step Up movies, including (laughs) Step Up 3D and Step Up to the Streets. As soon as you told me that, this movie made so much more sense. And for our devoted listeners, this movie sees the return of (gasps) Jazzy from High Strung. If you guys haven't listened to the episode of High Strung, go back and listen to it, but Jazzy is back. No, no, no. We didn't review High Strung. We reviewed High Strung Free Dance. I thought, we, oh, you're which was right. inspired we by How Did This Gets Made episode of High Strung. Of High Strung. Which, oh my God. Oh my God, you guys. Oh my God, anyway, you guys. Anyway, Jazzy's back. She's alive and well. Um, and getting but, married to another crazy Rachel. <laughs> that's right. But uh, the other actors in this film, Constance Wu plays our lead, plays Rachel Chu. Henry Golding in his very first movie, as it turns out. That also does not Rounding out the supporting me. cast, we have Gemma Chan, Lisa Liu, Aquafina is in this movie. Oh my God, I fucking love Kim Jeong also shows up and Sonoya Mizunu is the one who plays Araminta. She's the one who's getting married to Henry Golding's best friend. Jazzy? Yes. I don't She's know. She's Jazzy. <laughs> and rounding out the cast is an incredible performance by Michelle Yeoh, who plays Nick Young's mother, the family patriarch. Oh I'm going to get into her performance real oh quick. But Megan, first impressions. Um, first impressions were there were several times that I, I furrowed my brow because I was so confused and frustrated at what was going on. Mm-hmm. And other times that I would like vocally like gasp or say, oh my God, what? Mm. There were a couple of different times that I did that. Overall, this movie frustrated me. Okay. I thought it was cute. Okay. I thought there were so many missed opportunities Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it eventually. You'll hear what a wow is. (laughs) Oh, that is, that is my, you got to stay tuned listeners for what a wow is. Okay. Then your first impressions. I have seen better rom-coms. Okay. But much like Showgirls, the production value on this movie is insane. insane. I wrote that down. The locations, I wanted to go to Singapore like today. Me too. 
because which I've never wanted to before. I wanted to visit these hotels, yeah. these places and locations they used for filming. Oh, I'm like, I lights. want to go there right now. Given the state of the world where it is now, I don't know if that would be the best idea, but we'll see what happens a year from now. Also, Who knows? I don't know. I would only want to fly to Singapore in the way that they did on like the really fancy bed things. And I don't know if we can So Megan that. didn't know that international airlines didn't, didn't had these like bars on like, planes and beds and, and like pods and all that kind of no, stuff. I'm like, she's like, this isn't real, is it? I'm that's like, not yeah, a real thing. Real. No, I thought I was like, is this a really fancy train that like, there's no way you're on an airplane. No one can walk around in an airplane. Molly, have you ever flown internationally like that? Because we haven't. No, I wish I've I've only ever been to Japan and it was economy class. And uh, it was um, the best plain food I've ever had, though. Mm, just put it right mm. there. Any other company that's not an American flight company is making delicious, food. delicious plain food. Delicious really? plain food, yeah. Oh, well, wow. our desensitized I'm American very, taste no, buds. At that. What I have, what I do, what I have never done that, but I have watched YouTubers who like use all their miles and their points just to like fly on Emirates first class and like yeah. take advantage of everything. Uh, and then when they land, they basically just get back on the plane because they don't have any money to go anywhere. <laughs> But you can watch those. Those are great. Wow. That's incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. It just, it, it gave me a glimpse into lifestyles that I can't even no. touch. What I was wondering, you were wondering about the plane rides being real. I was wondering like, are these types of families real? Like yes. this, this culture must truly exist. Yes. And it's just a way of life that I couldn't even wrap my head around because it's so Yeah, the crazy. freaking freighter barge party. <laughs> the shit was that. Wait, we have to hear about Molly's first impression. Yeah, because because well, for yeah. I, I feel like I should clarify, this was mine and Megan's very first time right. seeing Right, so this, this is movie. our very first impression. So this is collectively a first time for me and Megan, but Molly, you've seen this before. I have. I saw it right when it came out. Um, I also remember being frustrated and I, not that I wasn't this time around <laughs> at certain parts okay. because okay. It's, they're valid. I was just like, this is so much fun. It's just like sparkly eye candy. It is full of badass women. I do remember that. I took myself on a date to the Alamo Draft House, which if people don't know, is like a fancy movie theater where they like serve you food and drink at your table. Oh, yeah. Um, and they were having like Pan-Asian inspired specials. So I oh, got, cool. I got dumped. Yeah, it was great. So my whole like experience of it was awesome but I do also remember the people next to me annoying me so I didn't get to, anyways that's way off the point but um that was part of your first impression of yeah it. to go back to your question it, our family is like that real yeah this movie is based off of a book right right like Kevin Aquan, who right not the makeup artist Kevin Aquan for anyone who knows they're different people <laughs> okay. and this book is based on his life his childhood growing up where he had a shark in a shark tank in his li in the floor in his living room That's um so, so yes families like this exist and yeah. what the shit yeah so it's based on it's not like an autobiography but the families and people are based on families and people he knows and in fact the sorry this is trivia but the director no, that he, the director that he writes about like you know the 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 director oh, in yeah, the movie with all the girlfriend with, and stuff with the girlfriend is he was writing about the guy who ended up directing this movie <laughs> <laughs> wow wait a minute i wonder if he knew does that mean that he cast the lead as his girlfriend that she was his girlfriend uh, he the director said that he related to rachel the most so in the hmm. story not had the most relations with Rachel. Right. Okay. Right, right. right. It should be okay. said that Constance Wu does have a partner and they have a child together. <laughs> I'm sure they're very happy. Sure. So, wow. Interesting. That's, uh, that's interesting. a fact I did not know. Oh my God. But just even hearing the fact that it's like, yeah, you know, oh, hey, what, come into the living room. Hey, just mind the floors. We just wax them. The shark is not, is real, but he won't get you. Like, exactly. What? Like what the what is that? And there's something in this movie sort of akin to an animal that lives in the house, but it's taxidermied. So we'll we'll get into that. Which though. that was yeah. weird. That was, that weird. was it was kind of weird. But and it was noted a couple times, a whole, and I didn't know why. A whole point of trivia about the tiger. All right, so. all right. Now we move into a phase called Q and Bay. This we, is our phase. This is her Q and Bay phase. <laughs> this is a, this is my Q and Bay phase. It's just a you phase. just have to let me go through it and come out the other side. Okay. <laughs> Oh,
so we bring up, we ask each other questions of like favorite scene, favorite character. For me, my, I guess my first question to Megan and I guess you, Molly, was, was there a particular scene that really stood out to you in a, and I hate to keep saying the word crazy, but there were so many scenes in this impactful. movie that were so impactful, but also just completely outrageous. Okay. I know what my scene was, at least the scene that had the most impact on me. Yeah. But I'm wondering if there was a point in the movie where you were either swept away or super irritated or just had questions. Megan. Yes. I, so I, the, like I just mentioned the whole barge bachelor party, <laughs> that was insanity with a capital I, like I didn't, a, the fact that you just see this giant barge and the whole thing is painted on the side. That's when I wrote down, how do people have the budget for these kinds of movies? <laughs> like if you're doing a movie where people have to be crazy rich, what do you do with that budget? Like, how do you make that happen? Um, so that was the first time I wrote that down. And then also too, in the middle of the party, like I, I thought there were so many fun opportunities for crazy things to happen. And I felt like just maybe one or two things happen. It's like, yeah. wow, we're all on a barge and it's all crazy. And I'm shooting a bazooka. And then what was he shooting out of the bazooka. It was Does like flares or something. It, I think, yeah, I think it was just flares. They were flares. Okay. Which I, he also pointed it towards the audience. And I'm like, why didn't he shoot it at the audience? <laughs> like I was expecting something that level. Like I see. Bridesmaids, we hot buzz, like that, that kind of crazy level of something we happening. We weren't on the barge for that long. You're right. No, it was like, we're here. And then I'm going to make an insult about your girlfriend's boob size. And we're out. Like it was not. That was pretty much it. And like, and then too, the fact that they said, hey, uh, let's get out of here. And it was nighttime. And then all of a sudden it's daytime and they're reading off their Kindles off of a small, tiny island. And the helicopter's parked on a rock. Just on a rock. And my <laughs> one of my cousins is a helicopter flight dude, uh, pilot, oh. helicopter pilot. I signed that. <laughs> He's a pilot. And I know for a fact you couldn't just fucking plop it down I, yeah. unless there's a landing strip behind it but he at any rate so that one was like not only was i like what is happening for someone to have this kind of budget hmm. but also too i was like we're at nighttime and now it's daytime and we're at one place and we're the other place hang on there's one more thing was the wedding Go ahead. Yeah. the wedding with as soon as i saw the water coming down i'm like watch the fuck out because shit is about to get bonkers like that was the most inventive entrance I've ever seen for a bride. Yes. It was like, so pretty. That was my scene. Like the wedding scene completely blew me away. And what I, a great opportunity to like just showcase so many cool little ideas, but also like it was, I don't know if it was culturally impactful, but at the same time, there were so many little nuances to the scene, what they did with like the the flowers that had lights on them or and whatever. And I love the mom's comment too, where she's like, is this a church or a rice paddy field? <laughs> it was so great. I was like, that was, I felt too, but I loved it. there's like high so grass and plants everywhere. And it, it was just, it was lit really in, in, in a really cool way. And I suppose just for the sake of showing that scene in a movie, it just, there, there was so much intimacy but also it was just gorgeous to look at yeah so beautiful to yeah. look at that's that's a scene that really like took my breath away um molly anything um my favorite scene is when we first meet aquafina mm -hmm. oh. uh, and her whole family ping, ping lin i think is how you say her name Peeklin. Yeah. um and her whole family and i loved every oh single God. one of them i, I am too. a sucker for a comedian i love kim jong kim Me ken jong yeah. His name, not Kim. Not, not Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Kim Jong-un was not Kim jong I love him so much. I watch The Masked Singer and The Masked Dancer, and I love <laughs> how dumb he is on it. I love that he's a real doctor. I love that he did stand-up comedy during college. I love everything about him. Yeah. Um, that scene, the lunch scene, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, is probably my favorite it's just so fun and lighthearted. And that is the also like the adjacent scene to it is when we learn like they are crazy rich Asians. Yeah. Crazy yes. rich. And that's how we learn to say what like why, what the movie means. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Ladies and exactly. gentlemen, we have a title. I also title. thought it was interesting the way they conveyed how the money was being spent. So you have like Aquafina's family and mm -hmm. John and all those guys. The, that's like well. the Donald Trump way to spend the money. Like it's all lavish and everything's gold plated. And all but you go over to the Youngs. Nuggets. 
all of the chicken nuggets ever. And then you go over to the Young's house. It's like very, the, there's history there. Yeah. Everyone is is dressed a very specific way. You feel like Michelle Yeoh has complete control over every little thing that's happening. I, I just thought it was very interesting to see how they conveyed how one family spends it and how another family spends it. And I very much appreciated Aquafina pulling out a purse that was a map to help us understand <laughs> To the dumb American audiences the, who are there like, where's Singapore? so great. She's like, no, this is where the old money came Here's from. Here's China. This is comes here. So that means- It actually really helped. It really I'm did like, help. Oh, yeah. I'm really glad. Yeah. Like geographically, it's I know like It's like if, like if royalty had moved to Singapore. Like effectively, that's what it is. It's, it's not new money. Speaking it's old of money. which, the opening scene I thought oh, was really yeah. interesting because I wrote down racism and a big exclamation point. And then I was like, wait, imperialism. Because- <laughs> Because you have these British people who are treating these Asian people very badly, and then they end up being the ones who are like bequeathed the is it a, is it a hotel or the yeah. entire anyway. So th- there were it just felt like a lot of historical layers were all happening at the same time. Yes. Um, and then you get to see our, our lead guy, Nick. Thank Nick. you. You get to see him as a kid, sort of observing all of this, but how mistreated they were. And how yeah. like like doors were slammed in their face and like all th- I'm gonna call the police if you don't leave and so there was a lot of like uh, racial Although, undertones. Side note: like- I would have been super pissed if a family had come in and a little kid just started smearing mud everywhere. Like, yeah, that, that I was, was a like dick move. To was. like a small degree, I'm like, okay, like your kids are being assholes. <laughs> but then it's like, oh no, wait, you're like racist assholes. Never right. mind. Sweep away, kid. Yeah. Like by all means. And he's a kid too, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought that that was um, a really important scene for mm. the mom, Eleanor. Yes. <laughs> um, because for the rest of it, you kind of want to hate her. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's a, a moment where you're like, spoiler alert, she redeems herself, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's important that we like see her being- Being mistreated and like, being the, like her so, life wasn't always easy. I'm know? actually going to push back. I don't think that she was all that redeemed at the end, personally. I was really frustrated by the end of this movie specifically. Mm. And I was curious if anybody else, cause like I noticed quite a bit that there's all this emphasis on you need to take care of your family yes. and it's super American to be selfish and care about your own happiness. Don't care about your own happiness, care about legacy, care about making sure that everybody survives and taking care of your elders and those that come after you. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. But then, so then at the end, she kind of has a shift and she's then supportive in the opposite direction. But A, I felt like that was a pretty hard 180 to make. And also B, she, it's clear that she, she has the eye contact moment with Rachel and Rachel's got the ring. And then she just walks out of frame. And it, there, there wasn't like an, a, like an acknowledgement. There wasn't like a, oh, nod. Like there wasn't anything. It was just like, yes, a smile. you're wearing my ring. Bye. Like she just walked out of frame. I think we're led to believe that she has a lot of growing to do. And uh, she's going to be on her own journey about coming to peace with this whole decision. And mm. that's maybe another story. It we should mention me. there are two greenlit sequels to this movie. Are there really? Yeah. Because there's two other books, correct? I think so. He's coming. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Uh, well, maybe that makes. And sense. Constance Wu is confirmed to come back. Judged, oh. judged, and discriminated against. Those were the words that I was looking for earlier. She oh, knows okay. what it's like to be judged and discriminated against, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that I feel like that helps her in the end. And the whole sure. thing where like this was the ring that my husband got me because his mother wouldn't give me her. You know, like so. That was the moment. That's what that right. ring symbolizes. Like I, I've I've come to my senses. That fucked up our whole family. Look how fucked up that right, is. Right, yeah. right, Let me. Right. That was like the truths moment. You know, mm. like here, here's a truth. So where is the dad? Where the fuck is the dad? It doesn't matter. He's on business. You don't think it matters? I don't all? think it matters. I don't think so either. I I think they did a good job about bringing him up. And there are points when you sort of feel his presence. But I think Michelle Yeoh is so grounded and so powerful in this movie that you don't really need dad. I like you just like feel was, that authoritarian attitude. It seemed important to me that he was missing and I didn't know why. Yeah. Like, and I didn't know if that's just they 
that wasn't part of the book or if it's what? something that it's in the future books or what, but it seemed important that he was not there. Maybe that's just me reading into it, but what did you guys think of the whole subplot of oh, right. the cousin and her husband, her husband is oh, like having an affair because he feels like he's not good enough. This kind of ties in with the whole <laughs> narrative that this family is going through where none of so none of the none of the outsiders who try to marry into the family feel like they're adequate enough right right and so it was almost like a warning to her to rachel yeah maybe i just thought the plot line was really clumsy me too it was odd that she was like i'm gonna go buy all this shit because i want to buy all this shit and then i'm gonna hide it and then i'm gonna hide it because i don't want my husband to feel inadequate right but then did he start that or did she start that like who started that because he has a startup and he's doing kind of his own thing but then she like gets him a watch that's really nice and he bought the house right he bought the the apartment he's not like filthy poor no No. (laughs) crazy rich asians filthy poor asians Asians. he he clearly was like at least middle class but i think that like even rich asians are going to feel less than i think that's Mm. the point also is like unless you come from this class you're just gonna feel out of it no matter what no matter how good you are like you're not welcome here And even when you are welcome here, you're not going to feel it. And I feel like that's the thing, too, though, is that like uh, that was the other part, too, is at the end, like you see her by herself at the party and is like looking at some other guy. And it's kind of like, oh, ooh, what? What? I think they had sequels on the mind. Oh, so it's in the credits. Yeah. When the end credits roll, it's like it's like a like a bonus. It's like this random. I'm like, it's barely an Easter egg. (laughs) Barely. Yeah, it's super yeah, weird. But gotcha. anyway, okay. I just thought that whole yeah. subplot was a little weird. Was Apparently, it's different in funky. the book. It and I'll get into trivia. Like it. it seemed like it was, this film felt like it had a lot of fingers in it. It yeah. felt like yeah. it was messed with quite a bit. What did you guys think of Henry Golding? Did he do a good job? Who? The guy who played Nick. Nick. I keep wanting to say Charlie. Ugh. I don't know Nick. why. But anyway, he plays I Nick loved too. him. Yeah? You did? I did. I love him. Hmm. Hmm. Megan? No, (laughs) because like, it's very clear to me that he is aware that he is not being truthful about the fact that his family is insanely rich. Yeah, He is aware that it is a bad thing that he's not being truthful and that a bunch of shit's going to come out. And he is aware that that is probably going to hurt Rachel in one way or another. I think he's aware of all of that. Or if he's assuming that it's going to be fine, he's stupid for assuming that. And there was no true expression other than one point where he said, I'm really sorry. I super messed up. And that was it. And it was like, I I just feel like there was so little acknowledgement of his part of lying about this very big part of his identity. I think you're right because it ran deeper than being like, oh, I just messed up. I also did not. I was very uncomfortable with the relationship between him and his mom. Really? I did not. Th- there were moments when I'm like, what is happening between you two? I and ma- and again, I think this may be a cultural thing, but, and Michelle Yeoh mentions this, that she, uh, that she has a very hands-on approach uh, to her children's lives and she's involved because we build things that last. And so it's my job to make sure that I protect you and that I'm involved and make decisions for you, et cetera, et cetera. What was the thing about him being like, he's Rachel's like, but you were just a child. It, like, was it that her, her grand, his grandma took care of him instead of her? Yeah. Is that what it, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like you were sent away. Yeah. Mom didn't exactly. live in that house. Huh? Mom didn't live there. Grandma. So he took was her. raised by grandma. Gam. Um, by right. Gam Gam. Ama. Ama, Ama, that's right. Um, but I, I should I, clarify I, and say, I, I when you asked me, I thought you meant the actor, and I love him. Oh, okay. Nick, mm. the character? No. no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, there is so very little that is redeemed by him. His he, arc was just super. He confusing. had no arc. He had no arc, and what I wanted to see, I think I wanted to see maybe more of what you were mentioning, like that internal struggle of like wanting to do my duty to my family, but also like I really love this woman. What do I choose? I never really felt that conflict on a maybe a, a deep and meaningful level. Yeah. I wanted to see a scene where he like confronted his mother. Or even too, like maybe feeling some kind of shame for the fact that he's so wealthy. Yeah. Like just like, because it was just, it was well, all he's, convenient. He's clearly hiding from it. That's why he's in New York for It just a all year and a half. felt convenient. Right. You know? 
feel like there was, a, I could be making this up. I feel like in the theatrical release, there was a scene where he confronts his mother. Well, there's that there scene where he's one. like changing his shirt yeah. and she's like, oh, I had all your stuff. After she runs she's... out of the party. I After. feel like that scene okay. no. where we in the theatrical release, okay. I feel like that scene where she goes to talk, like we only see it in like a brief second and then he goes and proposes and has the ring, right? right. I could yeah. be making it up. I feel like that was an actual scene that might have been mm. cut to be like re- released to streaming. Okay. Um, just, yeah. But and I, I feel, feel the like there too. was where he was like, I'm going to marry this girl. Like, I feel like maybe that's why I liked him or maybe I'm making it up. But I and yeah, that like, keeps it, happening with these movies too. I'll be like, there's because we're streaming them or renting them, right. you know, we're not right. seeing them. And I keep thinking that there's like pieces missing. There's stuff coming. And that's out. the thing. That was the other thing I noticed throughout this is that it just felt edited. There were so many random yeah. ass cuts where it's like they're just in the middle of talking and then we're out. We're into a totally different place. And I really noticed that a couple of different times. It was kind of jarring for the story. So I was frustrated. It was by still that. two hours long. You were still so too long. long. Yeah. That's crazy. At any rate, anyway, it is. Those are some of the questions I had. So uh, let's move into one of my favorite new portions is hot takes. Hot takes. We have hot some hot takes. takes. We have hot takes. We got conspiracy theories. Was there anything you guys had as far as the nature of the film? I think the hot takes that I wrote down. Oh, I guess these are more for rant and raving. <laughs> no, we have to kind of like. They're going to be similar. <laughs> they are pretty in similar. Mind, y'all, is that we have a bonus content on Patreon. If you subscribe to a certain level, you get rants and raves. This is like happy hour level. Like we're just bitching or raving about things from the movie that we feel strongly about. So make sure you subscribe for rants and raves. Um, but this is hot takes. Hot take for me there's a portion of this movie that I think stole from a plot line from Dennis the Menace when they're <laughs> when they're waiting for the flowers to bloom. I'm yeah. like, isn't this part of the plot for Dennis the Menace? Because Walter what? Matthau's whole backstory, he's got this this party that he's planning because his flower only blooms like once every 25 years or some shit like that. Is that the corpse flower? Yeah, so it's it's like a deep red. I forget what it's called in the live action Dennis the Menace film. Oh my Forgive god. Me. But I don't know if they stole that or if the, or if the author was like, oh, I'm going to use that somehow. But they're throwing this party in which all of these flowers like bloom at a, specific at a very point. specific point yes. in the year. Can you imagine planning that? Oh, my God. Can you imagine being a party planner to be like, OK, <clears throat> so we need to talk to the horticulturist just to make sure are we still on for the 22nd or is it going to be the 23rd? <laughs> like they would have to like make adjustments weeks, like days beforehand to be like, are we sure it's going to bloom on this day? Because otherwise we're fucked if we're all there I'm and making, they don't actually bloom. I'm hand making 10,000 dumplings. Yes. So. It exactly. better be ready. This is gonna this needs to be ready. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know. That is a hot take. That is a hot take. Dennis the Did Menace. this movie steal from Dennis the Menace? I feel like this my hot take is is that this is kind of similar to another movie that we'll talk about a little bit later on this season. Um, this does the thing that it strives to not do, which is this is a powerhouse female Asian-driven cast. Mm-hmm that then makes powerhouse Asian women seem awful. Like I felt like there were so many instances compared to American culture. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't know. That's the thing is, is that I wasn't sure if it was specific to women, if it was specific to Asian American or Asian culture versus Asian American culture. Right. I wasn't sure if it was specific to just women in general being mean to one another, okay. but it was like, there were, there was such a great opportunity here for us to be able to really showcase an all Asian cast and have, the ability to tell an important story about class, about race, about, you know, family. Mm. And yet the, the huge part of this movie was about women being horrible to one another, yeah. which made me so frustrated. And I actually don't think this movie passes the Bechdel test. I was mm. thinking about that. Mm. I don't think it does, mm. which made mm. me really upset. Cause I'm like, this is such a great opportunity to have something like this greenlit and to get all of this, publicity and popularity and to have it miss those two very important boats of passing mm. the Bechdel test and having women support one another when it's not in a mother daughter relationship. Interesting. That is my 
hot, piping hot take at that. I also wanted to bring up the use of music and cinematography oh, styles I from well, specifically from the movie Apocalypse Now. Oh, Robert Duvall in that movie. He we plays. Yeah, I know. Here we go. I'm ready. Big, big turn. I'm in sorry. Robert Duvall plays a member of the cavalry. Now in the Vietnam War, the cavalry, they didn't ride horses. They had helicopters. And there's this whole sequence where they're about to attack all of these villages and they play that dun 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 Rise of the Valkyrie. Yeah, Rise of the Valkyrie. Thank you. So that come from that I remember. I don't know. I'm so glad you mentioned it because I forgot. Judgmental. I can't Those are not there, but Rise of the Valkyrie. Flight Rise Flight Rise. Yeah, it's there. It's the Valkyrie. Fight or flight. Rise. Rise of the Valkyrie. So they use both helicopters and that music in this movie. And I thought it wrote a very fine line because the movie is all mm. about America's involvement in Vietnam. But they were using the music in a way that felt like, are they trying to like, not, not, not take it back, no, but at the same time, I, it, it felt like not, both appropriate and inappropriate at the same time. I didn't know what to think. It's that fine line between making fun of something and then being something that you're making fun of. Right. It's like, it, it, what are we doing? I'm sorry. I'm really distracted by our neighbor across the street what's happening well th this person is going on a run but they're running around but the they're house? just running around their house uh, wow. this is now i think the fifth loop wow um they they, they and they have a mask the they have a mask on good uh good. but they're good. just running around their house and this is you know a ranch house it's not it's not huge wow. But just this is the I'm, unique Patreon content you get, you guys. You won't be able to see them. We should set up neighbor cam just so neighbor we can cam. cam. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Yeah. Uh, that needs if to it's be in our house. Circuit. It, we could just say it's CCTV. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I felt I, I felt weird when that music came on. I was like, oh, I did oh, really, man. I did really like the music in this movie, though. I did too. I love the and, music, and, and in I this wrote movie. that down from the the uh, the usage of American pop songs with the Chinese. Yes, and it was Asian like covers. To them. Yeah. yeah, it was mm -hmm. really really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Almost really more enjoyable, that. I would say. Yeah, and I uh, I also thought it was really interesting. I, the use of color in this was very specific. Yeah, yeah, and I freaking loved that. Like, I love when you have a costumer that's given license to be able to make something more than just they need to wear clothes. It's like everything they wear really says something, and everything has meaning. Right, even like right off the bat, you know, we get we get called like, okay, you need to wear a lucky color because like that's a whole fucking thing. Yeah. And <laughs> are you looking now? I'm I'm trying to see. I think they might have stopped. Oh, nope. nope. No, we're slowing right. down to a walk now. All right. Oh, no, nope. now we're nope, now driving. we're going. <laughs> now, now we're back at it. And we have a car going off, a car alarm going off. You can hear this now. I can so hear this, that. Yeah. This happened earlier. And I think what's happening is the kid is actually getting a hold of his dad's keychain and pressing the button. Oh. I think this is the guy that is hoarding cars. He got a new one and he doesn't know how to handle the freaking car alarm. Oh, on I this don't know. God. This is car. like the fifth time this has happened today. So Yikes. we'll let this pass. But for those that are subscribed, to oh, it's there we done. Go. All right, we can leave. See all again that with in. Patreon, you get the real stuff. You get <laughs> you get the nitty gritty messiness of what it is to create a podcast. So thanks for subscribing. We thanks appreciate for it. Subscribing. That being said. Why don't we hop into some trivia? Yeah, let's hop into trivia. Let's cue that new fancy, fantastic, amazing trivia music. Here we go. Trivia. Most of Aquafina's lines were improvised. No. As if, I, I don't know. I got that feeling too. Like she was like a lot of the comic relief of the movie, but the way she was sort of like wild lining through the movie, I think he just kind of let her go. I can I just say that watching this movie didn't make me want to watch more of this. It made me want to watch Aquafina and Queens. Like that's what this, <laughs> this movie made me want to watch her series because I love her so fucking much. I almost wanted to see a movie of her family. I did. I that's oh, what I wanted. Hundred percent. Why do we not have that? Why that needs to be a series right uh, now? Netflix. I know you're listening. This is what we want. Uh, spoiler alert: a little bit. So the emerald ring at the end of the movie yes. that Michelle Yeoh gives to her. Eleanor the character's Ele name is Eleanor, Eleanor gives to 
Rachel. Constance Wu. Rachel. Rachel. Thank you. Jesus. You're as bad as I am. <laughs> the, Via Nick. I'm al- I always write the names of the actors and never their They're character. just in the middle. Yes. <laughs> okay. This but is why. Long story short, Michelle Yeoh actually owns that ring. She That's felt the great. original ring for the movie was not adequate at all. But, but And apparently Michelle Yeoh has her own like private collection. What? And not only that, she has connections with some of the most powerful people in and around China. So she, she can call in some favors which is not surprising um, she just seems that like that she kind does of she's kind of got that massive like next level boss yes bitch yes vibe like about an her. effortless vibe about her also net Crushing netflix tiger hidden me netflix wanted to buy the rights to this movie and they offered a lot of people a lot of money a lot of money lot like of money. seven figure like purchasing and they said no and I'm glad they said no, because they wanted to make a point. They wanted to make, make a point that Asian American studio movies could be successful. Ooh, and it was. This movie was. had a budget of, I think, $30 million and made How? 11 times, 12 times that How? much. How? How do you make this movie with $30 million? 30 million and I'm looking you at this movie. You go to cheap places in Asia. Yeah, this I was about to say, the conversion rate, point. they were probably able to stretch a lot of that money. Oh, really good point. So yeah, $30 million, I was surprised because I thought it was more. Just looking at this movie, you just think they spent hundreds of millions of dollars. Interesting. But only $30 million. Huh. Uh, This is Henry Golding's first movie, which is why I asked if you guys thought his performance was good. He was doing like a travel show before this or something. I do not care But they him. needed an Asian-American actor with a British accent. Accents. Which I didn't understand why they needed to have British accents. They went to boarding school. Boarding schools. school in London. Oh. Yeah. There's so a, they, there, sorry. No, there go ahead. There was an interview with the cast, and I think this kind of got kind of cut out of the movie a bit, but it mm. was, it's kind of like Asian Americans are different from Asian Asians, are different from Asian Australians, are different from mm. Asian London. And if you oh. like, that movie kind of wanted to make it apparent that there's like different versions of asian pan-asian culture yes and and it all stems from there and that money and then there's something about imperialism in there i was about to say imperialism ties in right um but it's it was a lot about just the different constance Wu said it you're gonna find different cultural asians everywhere she's like i'm an asian but i'm american and so that is part of who i am and so we don't know much about what asian europeans are like but i think that they're trying to show and then i think that his friend's girlfriend who's or the woman who he's getting married to is asian australian sounded like she had an australian accent so like interesting or it was like it was your i don't know it didn't it wasn't a great accent (laughs) (laughs) wasn't a great one hot take not a great accent wow hot takes but yeah so i think that it was important to just show that there's not just asian american and yeah asian asian that there's multiple different okay all right and henry golding originally he didn't think he was legit enough to take the role but the director actually found him by reaching out to a mutual friend they had on facebook messaging him and then setting up the audition from there so it took a lot of convincing but uh he took the role and yeah this yeah. is why you need to build a website. This is, <laughs> it, makes I, you want to hop back on Facebook. I know anyway. so many actors that don't have a website and it drives me yeah. bonkers. Get a website. Special bonus fact of that. It was actually the accountant in Malaysia who found him and introduced, oh, okay. introduced, like, introduced him or showed him to the director. The director okay. stalked him on Instagram, <laughs> oh, okay. found a mutual friend of his right. through that and spoke to his mutual friend and his mutual friend did connect them over Facebook and Harry Golding shut, cut his honeymoon short to go audition. Yes, that's the next thing I wow. had was like, he, he cut his actual honeymoon short to do a screen test. And I so, would have been furious if you cut our honeymoon Megan, short. if I was doing a screen test for a lead in a studio movie, I would cut our honeymoon short. All right, fine. And you would, you would understand. His that. wife right. encouraged him and told him to go. There you go. So there you go. It, it I would be approved. I would be approved and silently frustrated the, that that timing happened. The next thing I wrote down is the story of the tiger. And I know I mentioned oh, this yeah. earlier. So they wanted to use a real stuffed tiger, but the only one that was available, I think, was in London. And they couldn't get it through customs <laughs> legally. So they had to build one and then cover it with a tiger pelt okay and wow. then mount it to be in the scene in the movie it wasn't ready until the night 
before. What? They did not know if they could pull it off, but that's the only way they got the tiger there because they couldn't get the original. And that seems like that's really important somehow again to the story. Like that's not just like, oh, an aside, like it must have been in the book. Well, I, I think of like the true story of the author growing up with a shark in the floor. You know, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. So maybe that's where like the big tiger in the living room. And also, from. right. Like, have you guys heard the term tiger mom? Like the overbearing Asian mom. Oh. oh no tiger mom and then they call her oh no this might have been in an interview also they decided that they michelle yo was yeah michelle was like i think that it's more like a dragon mom because our mm. children our children are so precious to us they're our precious they're treasures like eggs, right? like eggs. but yeah. that term tiger mom um is mm. what i thought of when i saw that tiger like you're oh, that makes a lot of sense. in and we only really oh, see it when it's in relation to her yeah that makes sense. And there actually is a moment in the movie where they're playing with levels, like uh, oh, Rachel's that, down, on, Rachel's down on one step, and then Michelle's like one step up of her, and she's like, and just, "You will never just be good enough." Gently, like, oh my god! Just enough with her, her oh, yeah. spatial bubble pushed her Oof. down. Oof. Oh, that was so good. so good. That was great. Women are horrible. the original. Uh, so what happened with the fish and the sweet and the blood and all that kind of stuff? Oh yeah. In the in the book, it was actually in her purse, not in her bedroom. <gasps> and I think the writing on the window said like "you gold digging bitch" or whatever. Yeah. But in the this, book, it, you gold digging bitch. Yes, yes, but in the book they said "you gold digging" c word. So oh. They, they adapted that, I think, for audiences because it can be That's it good. can be a, di a difficult word to both hear and read. It is. So. That is like one of the most violent words in the English language. It's the just spelling like too. The it's plosives. the vowel. It's just. It is a rough, and I've never been able punch. to like. I've never been able to use that in like a fun way. Like I know that other people can use it in a fun way, and it just it. I always am like. <laughs> ah. always. I can't take the power in a positive way. I have yet to That's figure fair. that out. That's fair. Other people can, and I haven't. I haven't made that part in my journey yet. Also in the book, and I know we talked about sort of the the clumsy plot line of the affair and everything in in the novel. I should say it's not a novel, is it? Or the... That's like the difference between a comic and a graphic novel. <laughs> right. I don't know. It's... So in the book, I'm pretty sure it's a novel. A okay, well, we do <laughs> semantics. But Michael, but Michael, who's the husband, actually left the text on his phone for her to see because he needed a way out. So he actually, in the book, he didn't receive a text from someone. He actually typed it out, left his phone where she could see it so she would divorce him because he didn't have what? the guts to do it or something like that so wait the I woman they kept that in yeah me him. too it, it actually would have been a little bit more interesting oh shoot i also have just to go back on a hot take hot takes I think it would have been way more interesting if she actually knew part of what happened with her dad. I think that that would have yeah. been really interesting. There was some history. Because really there was there. so much in this movie about hiding your true self mm -hmm. and like deception that I think that she was the only person that wasn't hiding anything. It would have helped bring everybody to the same level. If it's like, I knew that. And I felt ashamed. Oh, look, we're all hiding things that we don't need to be ashamed about. Like it, it, I think it would have been way more interesting if she knew a little bit something about it, but then more sure. of it was revealed later by her mom. I agree. That I was agree. my like hot take, other hot slash take rant and rave theory. slash. Is it a rant and rave? Is it a rant? Anyways, it's almost there. Uh, so just two more bits of trivia. <laughs> All of these designers, once they found out this movie was greenlit, Ralph Lauren, Dolce & Gabbana, Valentino, Dior, and many others clamored at the opportunity to be the official wardrobe They're for just, this like, movie. just like throwing clothes at them. I think they had 30 MUAs for oh, this movie. Oh, 30 makeup artists just on standby to, because it was super hot and muggy. So I'm hot. Sure. Yeah. And Michelle Yeoh actually used bits of clothing for her own costumes from her own personal collection, she which is also is not surprising. like becoming this whole thing now. Yeah. What? What is her story? Very last bit of trivia. Uh, Nico Santos, who played Oliver, who is, I believe, the quote, rainbow fish. Rainbow, the rainbow sheep. Sheep of the family. He based his <laughs> voice on Tim Curry. He wanted a mix of both Frankenfurter and his performance in Clue. And oddly enough, those oh. two characters, those two characters are also associated with a My gong. And the God. gong shows up in his first scene. But anyway. I love that. Based a lot on Tim oh, Curry. I yeah. love that. I'm going <sighs> to Onions. That's love so it. good. Yeah, he's a great love character. He's I so loved him. He was my favorite part. And that's trivia. I'm not gonna lie. That's trivia. Trivia.
Yeah. It's trivia, folks. I'm surprised trivia. that they didn't uh, just CGI that lion, tiger, the tiger. Yeah. Mm. Because that entire outside house leading up is CGI. All CG? It's all it? the water CGI. The little pagoda on the water CGI. CGI. The home, huh. the home was real, but it was a yes. abandoned, and they had to clear out monkey poop and like bats what? and get bats out of there. Um, <laughs> but they were trying to like recreate the look of Kevin Aquan's childhood home. Wow! Um, if you noticed the, this is a Michelle Yeoh plug. Again. If you noticed there are red Chinese lanterns all over that party scene. I did. So they were originally white, and she went to the director and was like that. That means we're at a funeral. We can't have white oh. lanterns. And so they went through and gelled Save all the of day, the lanterns to red. Yeah. So good for her. Yeah, I need it. Where is she? I feel like I, I just, need her in my she's life. She's like magic. She she's, needs yeah. to be my little assistant. And that sounds so demeaning. I oh don't mean it in that way. I mean it like my protector. Your life coach. My my life coach and my guider. Like when, yeah. when I'm making important decisions, I need her to come in and be like, don't do don't. It's like a Jiminy Cricket and like exactly. Ghost of Christmas present Not at assistant. the same time. Exactly. Right. That's right. what I need her to be. Yeah. Thank you. That saved me. Thank Megan, you. is this movie worth a watch? This is where, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know you've all been on the edge of your seats to find out what a wow means. This is a wow for me. This is worth one watch. Mm. This is not something I would watch again, but I think that since there is such fantastic representation, uh, there's a really, it, it, like, let's, I think like Molly just said, it's a fun story. It's a romance, but to me, it's an elevated Hallmark movie. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't have the offensive undertones that come with a Hallmark movie, in my opinion, but it is a rom-com at a very base level and i think there were a lot of missed opportunities as i mentioned okay so i think that this one uh this movie's a wow worth one watch ben i would agree in that it's worth one watch but i think i would watch it again but not like soon <laughs> you the, need some space the production you need some space from it it's a wow with space oh what Wait, so it's a wow watch. is a worth one watch. <laughs> so it's a it's worth one watch like once a year. It's a wow, a wow <laughs> worth another watch. Yeah, wow. worth wow. another watch. A wow. Eventually, the the production value in this movie it's so great to yeah. look at. It's just yeah. so cool. it's really cool. I feel I feel like there are some plot lines that come to fruition more than others. It's a little bit clumsy at points, but god damn it, if Michelle Yeoh doesn't hold this movie above oh water, my god, I have seen better romantic comedies. Yes. But I also thought it was really cool, like you said, to see an Asian director with an all Asian cast yes. with Asian writers. Yes. So it's, it's been a while since a movie like this was made long time coming. And hopefully we see more films like this. So I think it's, it's significant just for all of those reasons. Mm. So worth a watch. But like I said, I've seen better romantic comedies, some that aren't as clumsy, but it was so cool to look at. Michelle Yeoh's amazing. So watch it and then like put it away for a while. And then, you know. And then you're up. Yeah. Maybe Remember watch to it come back anyway. Yeah, exactly. Molly? Watch it. Yeah. Watch it as many times as you want to. But if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I actually wrote in big, huge letters at the bottom... <laughs> the end i wrote strong female characters all over this bitch yes and, that is also true um while megan made a good point that there were some catty mean bitches yes yes I, I just used bitch negative and positive in this review <laughs> um and that's my prerogative um <laughs> i think that First of all, this book was written by a man and direct and it was also directed by a man. Oh. And um, so I think that one, he might have seen that within his own family structure. We have to remember this is okay. based off yes. of real people, right? True. And you can put that like any culture of women together. And That's if there's exactly what I was gonna say. Jealousy anywhere, like a lot of that bitchiness seems to have come out of jealousy. Yeah. Yep. Um, but there are these moments where these women are supporting each other, like that um, chickens are bitches, bok bok, like oh, Aquafina. I love that. Everyone needs an Aquafina in their life. Mm -hmm. 
look at me doing using the actor's name everyone needs an aquafina in their life and a, and a peak lynn and the director will even tell you peak lynn is basically aquafina so everyone needs one of her in their life i strive to be her for my friends um i thought that the wife it was when the wife put on the earrings at the end when she was yes. like you're out like actually i'm out she was, I'm right? out. She was like yeah. i'm out of here um and you're gonna see your son when it works for him yeah. um i thought was just like a nice way of having another strong moment for a woman yeah um yeah. that storyline didn't bother me i think we just needed to see like as many variations in his family as possible like everyone yes. does just live a different life but they're yeah. all very like constrained to this money and that it does like put a, str- uh, a strain on that relationship right so, like, I thought that there were like good points to it how that relationship was and how they portrayed it in the movie was weird like it yeah. clunky it felt clunky yeah you're that's totally fair but I still it was the moment that she walked out of the house that I went strong female leads bitches yes uh, yeah. So I, I think I also love too that, yeah. that Rachel's character is like at first I'm like, oh, I guess we have a, a character that like plays poker professionally, which I got really excited about. Yeah. And then I got even more excited yeah. about the fact that it's like, oh no, it's a psychology around poker yeah. playing. Right. And how I was like, mm-hmm. my mind was fucking blown by that. And I I wish that what I had seen in that scene of her badassery that had such a strong tone. And I felt like that faltered an awful lot throughout the rest of the movie. And it was, it was like, just like beaten away at time and time again by these catty ass women. And it seemed odd to me. Like she comes off with such a strong vibe and then it's just chipped away bit by bit by bit. Well, she is a fish out of water. And so no pun intended Yeah, for this yeah. movie. Yeah. I feel like she, she's not on her home turf. So she, I don't know. She, she's in their world now. I guess. And these yeah, are the Yeah, that's rules. a good point. And she's and just she trying to catch to, up. She and she wants, wants to impress. She wants to be a part of it. She wants right. to, I don't know, like all of us be liked and accepted yeah. because she loves her man and she wants to have that work out yes so, yeah anyway. i did write rate. rachel is too chill at nick i did write that like, yes yeah very but much so. you can kind of see in that mahjong in the final scene in mahjong that like yeah. she is a level-headed cool you're not she doesn't show her car like she's not right an emotionally driven character yeah. and i think mm. in rom-coms that's weird to see that yeah. is weird to see and that's a good point it definitely she definitely like didn't give him enough hell like we were all like why no. are you letting this happen right but she just kept being like i don't want to make a big deal of it like i'm not going to call security when i find a fish in my bed and like threatening words yeah. so psycho p- killer i think she right. said like yeah you know yeah so, i think that like we just might have been like that's not how i would have handled it why yeah. are you like handling this differently <laughs> besides the fact that she felt lied to like there's also <laughs> these can be yeah, in rants. sorry we can put this in rants and raves that's but, my yeah, thing like sure. as a script writer there were just parts that i felt that i personally would have stitched together differently and i think that that's an important way of looking at it is like yeah. the way that this was stitched together again we're looking at crafting a garment which is the movie and depending on how many seamstresses are working on this can very much affect how the end result looks. I think that there were too many seamstresses on this garment and the way that it was stitched together is something that didn't make sense to me. One arm looked longer than the other. One, <laughs> one pocket was a little bit higher than the other one. I wouldn't have picked this color at that spot, but ultimately I think it would be, you know, again, worth one watch. And I just, I just didn't like how some of this was streamed together. And I thought there were a lot of missed opportunities, but I still think it's, it's fun. It's fun. And it's, and it's pretty and it's goofy. And like Ben said, I, I, can we have a spinoff of just Aquafini's family? Yeah, please. (laughs) Oh, which other little piece of trivia. That family's home is the old emperor of Malaysia's home. (laughs) Emperor of Malaysia's old home. Wow. Oh my gosh. Isn't that who Derek Zoolander is supposed to kill? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, oh my God, you're right. 
The minister the, of Malaysia, yeah. The, the, prime, prime, minister. the prime minister, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that, there's no more emperors <laughs> in Malaysia, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So that was Crazy. his old cool. house, and the wedding scene in the book, they say it's a $50 million wedding. Wow. They said that they, I'm guessing this is converted, because it's all right. filmed in Malaysia and China. They spent, I couldn't tell from this interview if they said they spent $150 million or if it looked like 150 million, but uh, either way, it was just it 150 like, million. Yeah, wedding for nice. that. Yeah, so those were just the two little extra pieces of trivia yeah. that I thought were cool. All right, guys. Well, that's uh, that is season that's opener. It. That's Crazy Rich Asians for uh, for season five of So I Married a Cinephile. There are so many great episodes that we have coming up, and so much fun content. Cannot wait. Like seriously seriously stoked so once again if you have not signed up for a patreon level please do so go to patreon.com backslash simek podcast find a subscription level that works for you you know just a little whatever fits whatever fits whatever works for you and you'll get a little bonus stuff there's patreon specific only merch make sure you follow us on social media that's important too yeah give Simek us a like. podcast share us around give us a review oh yeah give us a review we we're now up to five stars again that's good <laughs> We got up to five stars. That That's one great. person is now that one person of the one star is in the minority Forgotten. now. Forgotten. Yeah. Wow. And right. I think that's uh, that's about it. Well, thank you so much, you guys, for listening in. Molly, thank you for being here and keeping us all organized and Rocket, together. Thank you for Rocket. keeping us warm. He's asleep. He's asleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. He doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Go watch uh, Crazy Rich Asians and we will see you back here for our next episode. Bye. 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 I'm married, I'm married a cinephile